Welcome to the inaugural episode of Art Talk, pghmuseums.org. I am RJ Cozane. I'll be your host for this first episode with Derek Peel. We shot on location at 707 Gallery downtown and Penn Avenue. She has an exhibition called Get Well Soon. It's open from October 18th, but you're probably watching this in December and it's going to be open to the end of the year. There's a closing reception on New Year's Eve. Please come out. There will be light refreshments and such. We discussed that, and we also discussed uh, a few of the pieces that are around here. There's deflated balloons, real in a cage, deflating on the floor, as well as nebulizers that make a sound through the entire exhibition. It's very serious, um, sometimes humorous exhibition right here at Pill Bottles. Every day is Monday, and you will see the talk right after this break. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. Welcome back. We are here at PGH Art Talk with PGHMuseums.org. And I am here at 707 Gallery, downtown Pittsburgh on Penn Avenue with Derek Peel. She has an exhibition called Get Well Soon. And we're just going to talk a little bit about what you do and the exhibition itself and whatever else comes to mind. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming on to the inaugural seminal episode. This is great to have you. It's a blessing. Yes. Uh, last night you had something. And first of all, thank you for getting up early and coming here for this. Oh, I have to wake up at 8 a.m. because I bought 8, 8, 8 o'clock coffee. <laughs> so I, that's, that's a rule that I, that I have now. Gotcha. And how, how was last night? What was last night? I just know about Get Well Soon, but I saw it's called This Is The Place. Yeah, it, it's it's part of a mobile gallery space that some friends of mine from Syracuse University started. They basically bought a U-Haul and customized it to be this mobile gallery space. And they go all over the country. And we did um, a small pop up in front of bunker projects mm -hmm. for first Friday nice. and uh, seemed to go over well, but it was really cold outside. <laughs> so yes, it is December. Uh, apparently it got towed. Sorry, oh no. The I got, yeah, I got a message at, at five o'clock, like around five o'clock, like the gallery got towed. <laughs> you have to bail it out. Right. Oh man. That's, that's some high level art right yeah. there. Um, that's great. Is it first Friday unblurred where you were at? And yeah, yeah. Cool. Very nice. Um, so your mixed media, I guess, getting you halls towed and door frames, things like that. Performance. Yes. Um, what kind of materials do you like to work with in terms of getting started with whether it's get well soon here or the mobile art installation? I, I like to think of it is open-ended as far as materials go. I kind of just take whatever I can get or whatever I come up with, mm -hmm. and then I sort of let that lead me to other materials. I've done screen printing, um, some sewing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like to leave it open-ended, uh, and th that extends to, you know, theme and and stuff like that I, I don't like to pigeonhole myself at all very nice and there's there's a lot with this exhibition there's a lot of materials being used 
um, which is great. So Get Well Soon, I just want to start with the name itself. Um, could you just kind of let everyone know what Get Well Soon is about and how you came up with the start and the name? Sure. So I, there's just something about uh, seeing a greeting card. And I saw this greeting card in the Get Well Soon section of like, you know, a Hallmark store. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it said Get Well Soon on the little label for the cards and I picked up the card and it was one of those just placeholder cards and it just said blank inside. And that sort of stuck with me and I, I've, I've had that, that's actually been my email for about three years, get well soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never been able to you know get that out of my mind. So when I submitted a proposal that was that's kind of where I had to go with that. Um, the idea of the, you know, it being a medical environment came about. Um, I had a family member in, in the hospital and I visited them in the ICU. And that really stuck. That, that was a really disarming experience it always and, uh, is when you have loved ones in the hospital in sure any situation but especially icu right um and ju- I, I mood is very important to me so i that left such an impression that that's just where my mind uh went and i wanted to represent that that mood that i think a lot of people probably experience being in the hospital and just sort of being confused and in, in, in this abstract, um, uncomfortable environment. Yeah. It seems like when you're in a hospital, it's a very labyrinth kind of area. And then you're working through all these emotions with people who are going through who knows what room to room while you're dealing with everything that's going on with you while you're in the hospital. Um, it seems like the mood you captured perfectly in this exhibition you have so much going on from there's a a cage in here with balloons in them that have started to deflate um which is probably the thing that my eye goes to as soon as i come into the room um what were you thinking as far as like mood went when you were putting this together like what did you want to express with a couple of these pieces in here I guess I wanted uh, what what I had in my mind when I was thinking about the mood. It was sort of the like the feeling of being in a like a laboratory setting, mm-hmm. because you, if you're in the hospital, sometimes you're being poked and and you know gawked a little at. too much sometimes. Yeah, you feel like like a lab rat. Or something, you know, yeah. and you're just at the whims of these these other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to keep that in mind, and that that had a lot of influence on the lighting that I chose, the colors. Um, yeah. So the fluorescent, the lighting. Yes, fluorescent lighting always... is essential. It's it's disarming. 
uh, sterile. Unnecessarily bright. Right. I hear the the children's uh, hospital is installing more, or they plan to install more (laughs) bright bright fluorescent light. Oh, man. So it's interesting. That's, yes. It's definitely well lit when all you want to do when you're a patient is not have that. And I guess it's necessary. I guess it's necessary even in here sterile environment medical to express that um and there's there's just so much to unpack with this exhibition when i walked in i come from the music world so and i've worked in the medical field for so long and i found it so incredibly difficult to express lyrically anything that i've experienced in the medical world so walking in here like i felt like it's the biggest challenge for me artistically and to see it laid out so beautifully first of all thank you for showing something like this thank you um for saying it. yes the the words that you have used get well soon which kind of brings like insincerity as far as i mean what do you say when someone is in the hospital and I, from the title to this pill bottle behind us which is a very large pill bottle and has monday written every single day the words that you've used are just outstanding um is that something that you took a lot of time to think about in terms of like what you wanted to use to express like words since what do you say when someone is in the hospital or was it just something that came to mind just monday every day another pill i have a lot of trouble expressing myself verbally and communicating in that way so i try to keep it sparse and simple my vocabulary Mm. um and i think that's keeping it simple is something that uh, i think is important in terms of being accessible i guess you'd say um what what was the question again sorry (laughs) um what like in choosing the words like for instance monday 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 pill bottle sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday what's the like kind of the words that you're choosing are very are very clever. They're very funny, but they're also they also express the the very serious nature of what's what you have to go through day to day as someone who is going through something medically. Okay. Um. So just, I think that it's clever and just the Monday every day is something that's very striking as well when I walk in, and the large pill bottle is just what's the what's behind that beyond the. The kind of like haha moment when you walk in. Well, I, li- I like to have uh, two sides. I think that's important to to not be one dimensional, um, because that's not the way life is. So I try to have. Uh, I think the word is dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having having like a dark side and a light side at the same time, and uh, I think that. I experienced that a lot in life, having that haha moment in, you know, maybe a dark situation, which I guess is sort of a defense mechanism. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, with the the deciding on having Monday, it's the classic everyone's least favorite day or whatever, and or, you yes. know, case of case of the Mondays diagnosed um, with the case of the Mondays. Yeah, but it was more about like uh, like. I was more thinking about like Garfield, I guess, because I, I, 
I relate a lot to Garfield sometimes. In what way? Um, I don't. I like lasagna, but sans ricotta cheese. <laughs> but uh, I, I relate a lot to his uh, energy levels and his sleep sarcasm. <laughs> yes, I yeah. Yes, me, me and Garfield. Tight like this. Um, but more about with the Mondays. It's with this piece at least. It's about being con- being how confusing it can be to have a prescription regimen, especially when it gets more complicated uh, with taking multiple prescriptions a day. These at night, this in the morning, this in the afternoon. Uh, so you miss miss one of those, and then the whole week just sort of crumbles. And sometimes, depending on you know your state of mind or age or mental condition, it can be you know, feel like the same day. Yes, for sure. Um, this exhibition is. Wonderful, Harry. Thanks. It's uh, very detail-oriented as well. We were talking right before we started rolling about you choosing the wire that the fluorescent light kind of is plugged into. What was the what's what went into choosing like some of the materials as far as beyond like obvious fluorescent lighting, bright, um, some of the more subtle materials that I wouldn't even think walking in as like a first-time viewer of this would go in like something as simple as a wire like would not register um what went into choosing some of the more subtleties and if you could think of like any other examples of something that's specific that you're like i have to have this because that's very fascinating to me with the wires i chose the red extension cables because there's i work i work at a funeral home as well and um in in that environment, people are especially sensitive during times of grief. Yes. Um, in times of emotional trauma, people are their senses are more, you know, in tune with their surroundings. So you have to be extra careful. And uh, so seeing something in that mindset as striking as a blood red wire coming out of uh, this, you know, sharp lighting, I thought as, as something that's part of the mood that I wanted to capture of this comforting environment that is maybe not so comforting in, in certain mindsets. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I was thinking about like, uh, like a, a barber, you know, like the barber poles that's mm-hmm. like red, blue, and, yes. and white. And the idea is that it's, or at least the urban myth, I don't know if it's true or not, about what is it, veins, skin, and blood are supposed to be what those colors represent. I did not know that. I, that's what I've heard. And then, so that's, that, that's what I had in mind. Hmm. Makes sense. And that. And more fun facts are brought to you by pghmuseums.org. Um, we're bringing all of this to you from our members. 
And right now we're running a sale on our membership cards. They are 25% off through now through the 25th of December for Christmas. So if you're thinking of a gift to get somebody, why not? We have over 15 museums, galleries as our sponsors. You can get something as little as a little bit percent off the admission and costs to go into the gallery that's affiliated with us. And hopefully some perks along the way. We're new, we're growing our team and um, list of affiliates. We are having a goal right now to have the largest map at pghmuseums.org of all of the galleries, all of the historical sites, museums in southwestern Pennsylvania on the website for you to interact with and kind of explore the city with. So if you're looking for a gift, I recommend it. And it makes us do great things like this interview with Derek that we are doing right now. Um, if you're just tuning in on the podcast or if you fast forwarded through the video, I am here with Derek Peel, mixed media artist, and she has a, an exhibition. We're here at 707 Galleries downtown on Penn Avenue. We're kind of talking about a very serious subject and it's a very layered exhibition about the medical field, patients, and things of the like of that. Um, we've covered a lot so far. Thank you so much for joining us, or Thank for you. being here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. Yes, and um, I guess, I mean, there's a, like I said, there's a lot to unpack here in terms of the exhibition. It's running through the end of the year, correct? Yeah, the last day is New Year's Eve, which uh, coincides with first night, Pittsburgh's okay. gallery. I think it's, uh, it's, I guess it's not just galleries. First night is a big to do. Yeah. Lots of art, lots of things to do down here during that yeah. time. Is there a closing reception that's going on that day or anything? Or is it just kind of like the last day to see what's going on? Yeah, we're going to have a, a little reception, um, probably like refreshments and, and stuff. So cool. Very nice. Please come out to that if you can. Um, it, this is up for a couple of weeks and I highly recommend it. It's um, definitely seems like kind of a very realistic way to present something of this nature um especially if you have someone going through anything medically i i recommend it i mean you mentioned you've worked in a funeral home or you still you currently do yeah okay and i've done some caregiving work and i can't say how many times and i've worked in insurance and a bunch of other kind of like places where you talk to a lot of people and a lot of people who are sick and when i saw this first i just wanted to I wish that I could bring so many people that I've talked to in here just to, to, because earlier we were talking about like, what do you say to someone who's sick and going through something and just to have someone in here to look at like a weight and there's, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a very long pole that you would have to like push up and a nebulizer and the sound is on the entire time this exhibition is running. Um, balloons that are deflating in a cage, which I think if I were sick and someone brought me a balloon cage, that would I would be like, thank you so much. Like, you know what I'm going through. Um, so, I, I mean, get down here if you can make it and just see what is in here. Something that's really striking to me is dead center in the middle, and it's the um, kind of like curtain that goes around there. Um, privacy curtain yes uh, down to like even the colors like i don't i haven't seen too many pink privacy curtains or let alone something that small and that compacted in there um how did you go about thinking of that for the centerpiece of all of this 
That was the first piece that came to me, and I sort of framed the rest of the show around that that um, that there would be this cubicle, this privacy, you know, private area in the center of attention. Because when I when I went to visit um, my family member in the hospital, there was a bed next to them and uh you know that that was the first maybe not 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 the first thing that struck me obviously but it it struck me that this private area could be you know so noticeable and so striking that seemed to be the opposite of what it should be doing um so that the idea of that piece is sort of about the concept of Schrodinger's cat in a humanized way. Okay. Um, so this this abstract thing behind this curtain being in the state of dead and alive at the same time. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the color, I chose uh, this sort of sickly sweet yeah pink um pastel color would you say that's pastel yeah for not sure too good with color but yeah. um i would pass the street and think like easter because i would walk in so pastel, oh, sure for yeah sure. yeah yes. um, before i walked in and knew what it was about i'd be like what is that thing in the middle of the room i need to come in there one day so i picked the color because it's the sickly sweet color um it's sort of sugar coats this grim inner interior um and it's in like it infantilizes yeah infantilizes Definitely the sure. what's inside also um and the size of the cube inside was uh based on the dimensions of uh i think it was a toddler sized bed so it's somewhere around two and a quarter feet by four and a half feet mm. So that's what the size was based on. Yeah. And you don't have to answer this. This is kind of an out-of-the-box question within that box. But is there anything private in there? Or was it just um, just a curtain for, like, the centerpiece? No comment. Fair enough. Um, I guess when you first walk in, there is the IV. And, I mean, just talk a little bit about that. I just see bags. And it's not the typical IV that's on there it's it's a lot of different material that kind of de-sterilizes what should be a sterile kind of like environment there sure so the idea behind that piece is feeling weighted down by you know medicine or just your environment uh that's why i chose the the sandbags yeah um, I was I was watching a lot of ER at the time, and uh, first 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 few seasons really when when Clooney still had this very particular hair, um, but they they had this thing that they would say every every time they had someone come in it was uh, they would say bag them, so they would rush this person into the the room and they would have to operate immediately and they would say bag them. 
and that just struck me as very like a, a really grim phrase yes um and like what was in these bags you know i, I don't i don't know i'm not trained in the medical field but but i, I really like the i, I really like the the image of the those sandbags they, they always look so you know frumpy and they're really heavy um so yeah, yeah. They, they look heavy yeah i like to i like to be you know direct with with imagery i don't think there's anything wrong with that no not at all and um for anyone who's listening on the podcast just to kind of describe this a little bit further it is um like a ivy pole with it's up on cinder blocks and um, weighted down by three sandbags the ivy is a sandbag that is upside down and kind of serves as the drip and the drip is attached to it um that's just one of the the many things that you will see when you walk in here and it's it's very alarming disarming it's very sobering quickly when you walk in and um the more you kind of poke around the more the more you discover essentially uh i guess there's there's two other pieces as you like wander through the back. There is a, a bed that kind of looks like it's like a trap. It's not even laid out. It's just kind of like snapping a, a mattress kind of just like that kind of deal. And then we have the uh, nebulizer back there as well. Um, the weight area is kind of in, very interesting to me because the pole is so long. Um, is there like something specific that you went for in mind with that? Those two in the back are kind of straightforward, but that one, I just I just stare at all the time. I just wonder like what you were thinking of putting that very long pole together. Sure, that that came about from thinking about uh, things like chronic pain, chronic fatigue, uh, and depression, and uh, what that feels like. Um, I, I communicate a lot like that. I'll say, you know, it feels like I'm, feels like I'm trying to lift the whole room or, you know, people, people use those terms a lot to communicate their feelings. So yeah, that was something where that was again, very direct that I like, um, feeling like the weight of the room is on, on your shoulders. Yes. So that I have the the barbell extends from wall to wall in every room. Uh, and depending on where it's installed, I can add bar and it, it lengthen it out if you have to. Yeah, potentially yeah. extend it indefinitely. <laughs> and uh, I guess the last part, just coming back to the one that just kind of like pulls you in as soon as you come into the room, the balloons they have deflated for the most part. Um, which I think is a testament to another kind of part of like you could get these happy balloons in a room, but you don't feel very happy getting them. Um, the deflation, is that something that like kind of started with the exhibition or is that something that kind of like aged over time with it and added like that certain layer to it? Was that? I knew they were going to deflate, but I didn't, I figured I would, you know, when, when they deflate, I would, remove the deflated ones or they would just collect at the bottom and I would have to add more inflated balloons. Uh, but they, they started falling through the bottom of the, the cage and, yes. you know, laying on the floor. And uh, I kind of like that. So I just, I left them leaving them on the floor now. And 
I do add balloons or else, you know, there wouldn't be any balloons left in here, yes. which maybe is good too. So yeah, it's time. Yes. I, I really appreciate those. I like that there's like a living, breathing portion. It feels like yeah. whenever you add those balloons in here, for sure. Um, this is Get Well Soon. It is at 707 Gallery, Derek Peel. She has it until the end of the year. Closing ceremony is New Year's Eve, you said? New Year's Eve. Come out. There may be refreshments. There may be just me and Derek poking around. Who knows? There'll be um, refreshments. Uh, I think it's from 4 to 11 that night. 4 to 11. Come out. And uh, anything else upcoming that you're kind of working on? I know your U-Haul got towed, so I hope you break that out soon. Oh, that, that, <laughs> uh, so my friends own that U-Haul. It's called Trophy Room Project Space. If and your friends are listening, I hope you get that out soon. They have uh, they they did get it out, and they had they had it last night, and uh, so people came through. Um, <laughs> but I said they go all around the country. Um, so check out Trophy Room Project Space. Um, Upcoming stuff, I have an installation at a place called Phosphor Project Space in Wilkinsburg, and uh, that'll be up for a few weeks. The opening is January 11th, which is my birthday. Happy so, early birthday. Thank you. I'm excited. That's a great way to kick off a birthday. I didn't think that that would ever happen, but I'm excited about that. Uh, so... January 11th, Phosphor Project Space. Cool. Thank you so much for being um, the first guest on PJHR Talk. And I hope to come to that opening and see more things. We'll see you then. Yes. Thank you very much for this. Yeah, for sure. This is Derek Peel, and I'm RJ Cozane. Brian Crawford edited this lovely podcast and video. And uh, if you want to see more of this, head over to pghmuseums.org. We have a YouTube channel. We're on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you stream your favorite podcasts um, or watch your favorite videos. Facebook, specifically, like us on Facebook. We do a ton of stuff there. And I will see you at the next PJR Talk. Thank you for listening to Art Talk from pghmuseums.org. Your host today was RJ Kozane, and the program was edited by me, Brian Crawford. Today's music was Wallpaper by Kevin McLeod and can be found at filmmusic.io. It is licensed through the Creative Commons. Be sure to search PGH Art Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. PGH Museums is made possible through our members and affiliate museums, such as the Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center, Become a Tornado, Make a Thunderstorm, Be a TV Weather Forecaster, you can do all of this and more at the interactive Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center, located in the home of Punxsutawney Phil. Learn more at weatherdiscovery.org. We'll catch you in two weeks, right here on Art Talk from pghmuseums.org.